live from the frigid, frigid, frigid attic of a barn studios here at Rick Briggs Scrooge McDuck Vault. It's the Asylum Fantasy Sports Show Inside Slant. Live from the posh penthouse studio in beautiful Harrisville, Pennsylvania. We are Flieger and Briggs. Welcome into the slant, and uh, you know, here we go. It's good. This is it, I called Wednesday's show, Gots to Win, and that's that's what it is right now. So many people, the mailbag is full of winning I'm in, I got to have a win, winning I'm in, it's big time this week. Oh, yeah. You know, the questions actually, volume-wise, were down some because a lot of guys are eliminated. But the, and 70% of leagues are out. But the intensity and frantic behavior of a lot of them are, are really picking up. Yeah, people are uh, freaking out. And I, and I don't blame them. A lot of people uh, like your your boy Rick Flieger who had Eddie Lacy on Thursday night. That uh, that wasn't so good. That didn't help. No, that's true. You know, and you like uh, your, your buddy Rick Briggs who's winning in, lose, you're out in our League of Consequence. I got Great strong start from Calvin Johnson, only to watch Matt Stafford overthrow a wide open Calvin Johnson in the end zone for a second touchdown, and just goes right back to the to the old adage, you know, Stafford is nothing but mediocre. Period, and yeah, he's going he to stay that way. Break your heart. Yeah, I mean, break your heart. It, it, it's terrible. You know, now, how do you feel about? Let's talk about Eddie Lacy real quick for a second. There was really no reports, no reason. I, they talked at the top of the broadcast that he'd had a bad week of practice. Then he went out and got 19 carries. Now there's news out there, and I think this makes me feel better, except for the fact that I'm not sure I believe it. Now there's reports out there that he had was late for something. I think it was a team meeting on Wednesday. And so he's ostensibly benched. But I've never seen a guy benched in the second half after right. averaging a yard per carry. What do I do when I do get into the playoffs and with this slow start, presumably as the sixth seed going into next week, what do I do, Rick, with Eddie Lacy? I think I think you almost have to sit him down, though. And we, this is more a conversation for next week. Yeah, I think it, we're going to get a lot of Eddie Lacy talk again this week. But, yeah, it's strange. And, you know, if you're late for a meeting or whatever it is, I understand that you, you get benched or whatever it is, you find him or whatever. But – Benching him in the second half, and then and then what's a bad week of practice? I yeah, mean, I this is know. week thirteen. As a dog, well, I mean, I, just, I don't know. He just lay down on yeah. the grass and refuse to do anything, or he rolls around like an eight-year-old. I mean, yeah, what what I, is? I, I don't understand. There's no specific. And this I heard, or from, he's just not putting forth effort. I don't know. That's probably what it is. Yeah, this I heard. I think from Sims or Nance, one of those guys. You never heard the coaching staff talk about it. They just basically said it was a performance-related thing in-game. That makes you nervous. Had he been suspended or benched for the entire game because of something off the field, it would make sense. But you give the guy 12 carries or whatever it was, 19 touches, something or 19 snaps, I think, is what he was on for, not necessarily touches. Just very strange. And we'll explore this more throughout the week. We'll have to listen and see what the coaching staff says. Hopefully they'll right. tip their hand. But might well, Before we get going, and I know we got Jersey on the line, but Jersey bear with us. I have a, a little story oh, here. I, I like stories. Uh, old and, wise tales. Well, it's not a wise tale. This, this just happened. Oh, and, okay. and it's very strange. Now, about four or five years ago, we had this uh, pattern of like a reindeer, you know, jumping or whatever. Okay. So we okay. got this big pattern, you know, blown up 
And, you know, with the kids and so forth, I, I may cut out this big, it's probably four foot All right. reindeer. All right. Okay. Out of plywood or whatever. Well, then we consequently painted it red and then we sprayed it with some sort of adhesive and we sprinkled red glitter no, all over it. Is that it all up, yeah. Well, we hung it on the house for Christmas. Okay. okay. So this year, family tradition. So we bring it out this year and it's hanging on uh, the wall of our front porch. You know where yeah, I'm yeah. talking about by the mailbox. So we have the big covered front porch, the old style house right. and it's hanging there. So like I said, it's probably four, four and a half foot reindeer. A couple days ago, my wife comes to discover it's gone. Somebody stole your reindeer? So, <laughs> kind of hobble of a neighborhood do you live so, in? So, here we go. And, uh, you know, she calls and tells me, you know, and I forget what day this is, maybe Tuesday or Wednesday this past week. So, you know, she the more we talk about it, the madder she gets. So, she calls <laughs> the, the city police, you know, and reports it. Yeah, I might as well. Okay. A teenage hoodlum yeah. did this. Let's track them down. So, they, they come over and do it, you know, and take the report. The next door neighbor, um, it's kind of strange. Our next door neighbor, their daughter is married to the neighbor behind his son, you know, okay. and we know them. Well, they come into the store Friday night, said, Hey, heard about your reindeer. It's yeah. Big news and gross. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, then it, then it turns out, well, a couple of sheep were stolen, you know, symbolic sheep from yeah. the church, so, you know, they're from the church. Scene. Yeah. From the <laughs> so somebody's making a zoo of as well. <laughs> so anyway, we talk about zoo. that. Well, yesterday, my wife gets a call from the police. Oh, they've tracked down the reindeer. Need you to come down and identify the reindeer. <laughs> Please describe okay. the reindeer. <laughs> so to make a long story short, we recovered the reindeer. All right. It was a 30-year-old. What, what? What's the 30-year-old doing? What? What happened? Don't I want to know? Can we say What happened? Back? No, I mean. Because the sheep going. No, 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 no. It's, I mean, it's a wooden thing, okay? Well, he takes it down. Get this. He takes it off of our house. All right. Walks down two blocks to the convenience store. Okay. Walks in and says, hey, I just stole a reindeer. You want to buy it? <laughs> <laughs> well, it so happened. They said, no, get out of here, you yeah. weirdo. So the policeman that was at our house, it was that day. It was Saturday. Yesterday. The policeman... Happened to pull in just shortly after he left. We got to talking to the owner of the convenience store. Not about that. Yeah, uh, totally, something totally yeah, unrelated. Yeah. But, you know, then the owner says, you know, you wouldn't believe this. <laughs> Tells the, the policeman that. And he goes, you're kidding me. He goes, what is it? He goes, reindeer. He goes, nah. He says, can you describe it? Yeah. <laughs> can please describe the reindeer. The guy's already had already been in jail on something else. <laughs> well, he needed Since, a, well, he, he needed was, a pack of smokes, and he thought your reindeer was the key. But the point is, between by the time he stole the deer, went down to the convenience store, they didn't want to buy it, took the reindeer to my house, got arrested between then Oh, and, so he was in jail. Yeah, something else, totally different. <laughs> something sheep-related, presumably. <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, oh, you know, oh. it was it was bizarre. Merry exactly. Merry the Christmas spirit is alive and we, well and gross. So we got a reindeer well, back. That's good. That's excellent. I didn't know you could use these reindeer. That must be a fine reindeer that could be used as currency at the local uh, convenience <laughs> yeah, store. That's yeah, awesome. Exactly. All right. Jersey has been very patient. Let's All hop right. over to him, Rick. Uh, get the show rolling with a little fantasy football. Let's see if the buttons are going to work. Jersey, good morning. Hey, good morning, gentlemen. How you doing, man? Junior's away in Mexico with his boys. 
I told him back Tuesday, so I got his cop leg. I like that cop store. He's got some good interesting ones, too. So that's kind of that's classic, the one you said there. These guys never learn, do they? <laughs> um, <laughs> nope. He, he, he's got a good thing. Here's a, here's the situation. He wins, he's in. He lost his first four of the year, won four in a row, lost one, one, three. Very dangerous. So, really, he's, what, eight and one in the last nine games, I guess you want to say, or whatever it was, last seven games. Here's the dilemma. He's going against a guy right now. He's supposed to be up by about 11, my son. Um, but that guy's put up 2,100 yards. My kid put up uh, 2,000 points. So they're one and two. Here's the dilemma. He's got Beckham, Hopkins, and Landry as his receivers, and we have Martavis Bryant as, as a flex. Here's the dilemma. Um, he's got Dalton. The other guy has A.J. Green. Uh, the other guy's got Rivers. So, Junior, we have Gates in there because Barnage – Cincinnati's pretty tough against the uh, uh, defense like last time. I think they've only given up one touchdown. So he's got Gates in it. But here's his dilemma. He's got a nice dilemma. It's a PPR league. He's got Gurley in, which scares me. Gurley is getting back that, that rookie lineman from Wisconsin who was out week 11 and 12 uh, where Gurley had struggled. Junior picked up Johnson from Arizona. He's got Johnson and Gurley in. But on his bench, he's got McFadden, and he also has – um, C.J. Anderson. So, out of those four, you got McFadden, Anderson, Gurley, and Johnson. PPR league. Which which two out of the four do you like as a starter this week? It's a must win for him. That's tough. That's tough. So I, you got to stick with Gurley. He he's been a big disappointment. I, I get that. He, he's still managing to find the end zone. Obviously, don't love the matchup, but but Gurley's going to get his, I think. So you stick with Gurley. So, Rick, this comes down to David Johnson, Darren McFadden, C.J. Anderson. In a PPR, David Johnson is intriguing, Rick. And when we get to the mailbag, I swear to God, every third question involves uh, David Johnson. Oh, yeah. I, I liked what I've seen out of him. He's really the only game in town right now. I'm kind of throwing McFadden out. It's It's too risky. Washington defense is bad, but Matt Castle, that offense just doesn't move when when you have Castle start. So this comes down to David Johnson, C.J. Anderson. You got a first tingle on that one? I got to think about think on that a minute. Well, you know, you like Johnson, what you've seen out of him, and you know he kind of bring brings back the conversation of some of these backs. Now that he's the guy, can he do it? And um, you know they've got a you know pretty tough matchup at St. Louis defensively. Even though St. Louis has been pretty bad this year, let's go to Dallas. Like you were talking about, you know I'm not I'm not sold that he should be thrown out that quickly. I mean you know Dallas at Washington it really doesn't matter who plays. It's kind of Dallas and Washington. True, true. And, and you never know what you get. But then again, it may be. 17-13 and maybe 35-31. Right. I think it's risky because, remember, we got to right. win to get in here. Exactly. I like C.J. Anderson at San Diego. That San Diego defense against a run is not good, and uh, I, I think I would have to roll that way. Yeah, I since since Denver's bye week, C.J. Anderson is averaging just short of six yards a carry. Now, there's risk, Jersey. If, they did, if Hillman gets rolling early because Hillman's going to get the start – I worry about if Anderson's going to get enough work. That's the only concern there. David Johnson's going to get a ton of work. 
I just – if I got to win to get in, I don't want the guy making his first career start who's had really limited work. He could get himself nicked up. They could work the offense around him. I think C.J. Anderson's the safest play here, and I think he has the highest upside. The only risk, of course, being we don't know how many touches he's going to get, but against San Diego's defense, I think he's going to be successful with any touches he he, he managed as a scrounge up. Yeah, because in the league they're giving Anderson like 11 points, 13 points for McFadden. 18 points for Johnson, and I think 14 for Gurley. So, like you said, it seems like you said Johnson does find the end zone, but could Johnson be like how, how, how Spencer Ware was the first week he played, uh, who didn't ever play a lot? Could, because Johnson seems to find the end zone when he plays. And like you said, it's, and, and, and again, you don't have any competition. Gurley scares me if they get behind, do they bring in Tavon, uh, not Tavon also, but Trey Mason and start throwing out of the backfield. So I don't know. Like I said, like you said, he's got a good dilemma. Uh, he wins, he's in. Yes, if there's a bunch of people that have five losses too, like him, if they lose, like he does, he'd be in because of points. But you don't want to rely on that. And I guess it's a good situation to be in with the running backs he has. So, like you said, if Gurley hasn't done well in the last three weeks, but it's because he lost that lineman who comes back this week. Are they stocking the box because of the quarterbacks? You know what I mean? So, like yeah, you said. That's- and looking at his receiver core and having having Martavis down in a flex, a great tight end situation, my right. thought is, if this is me, I'm going to go conservative with my running backs because I got such high end in Beckham and Hopkins, and Landry can just go nuts any given week, and he's almost a lock for the end zone. Martavis, Bryant. His receivers and Bryant, those four have been carrying him because, like I said, Gurley gave him maybe three points last week. McFadden gave him, I think, 11 because he was six receptions for 40-some yards, but 10, 10 rushes for 11 yards. So the PPR saved him, uh, you know, for his win. I mean, he won by uh, 185 to 111. But, like yeah. I said, both put a lot up. Uh, Beckham put a lot up. Landry put a lot up. I mean, Landry gave him 40-some, and Beckham gave him 30-some. Hopkins was down. Bryant was Bryant. And then I think we have Barnage again. Barnage gave him 16. Gates would have gave him 20. So he had enough to cover. And like I said, this guy's got Rivers, Woodhead, Peterson, A.J. Green, Marshall, Garcon, Olsen, McCoy, and Geno is his kicker in Panthers. My son has the Jets and Canazonian as his kicker. And thing. So it's close. It's within about 11 points that he's predicted, Junior's predicted to win. But like you said, anything's possible when they play. This guy's well, one thing. One thing I don't pay a whole lot of attention to is these predictions on the points, for one thing. Oh, I, I, I remember. I Des Bryant was predicted to get 27 points when he was out with a broken foot. So, I mean, yeah, it's kind of hard to rely on that. Yep, I agree. I agree. And like I said, when I saw him having Rivers in, I, I told you, I said, Gates is a nice thing to have. He's going to text me probably an hour. So I think Mexico's two hours behind us as to what we want to do. I think we're going to keep it where it's set. But, uh, but that's why he was one. He said, well, you know, Gates could be – because the receivers seem to get shut down amongst Denver. Denver's exposure is to the is to the tight end, you know what I mean? And right now, Cincinnati right. has only given up one touchdown all year to a tight end. They did not saying Barnes can't go, but you know, with the quarterback situation, will, will, will Davis rely on a tight end? Maybe, who knows? I'm sitting Benjamin in my other league, and I'm playing Devontae Parker, uh, Watkins, and and Cooper. You know what I mean? So in a, in a PPR league, so that's why I'm saying is engage my. Hopefully, he'll put up some points for him and give him what he needs. It'll counteract maybe what Rivers has. Again, I try not to overthink things for him because, you know, it's, 
he wins, man. He's dangerous. Like I said, he's won, he's lost one loss in in seven games. He's went seven and one. So, uh, like I said, it's just playing the right guys. And you guys have been great. He appreciates it too. So we just wanted to tweak things. So you're saying keep growing in. You you like CJ Anderson a tad bit better than Johnson is what you're saying. And then yeah, the yeah. Basically, what what I'm looking at there is with that high end at the when you got Hopkins, when you got Beck, and when you got Bryant, when you got Landry, when you got an Antonio Gates. I'm going to go conservative with my running backs, and I don't usually want to go conservative in a win and in but I think he can afford to do that. So if I'm setting this, I got to play Gurley. We know what his potential is. He has struggled. Like you said, the oh. offensive line's getting healthy. <clears throat> and C.J. Anderson just has, when it's not even close, the best matchup. He's averaging 5.8 yards a carry over the last month. I think he opened some eyes. I think he earned himself some more carries last week. So it's kind of a conservative play over uh, – because I think the ceiling on David Johnson is, is to the moon, so I wouldn't hate you. I wouldn't blame you if you wanted to go that way, if you felt like you needed that that to take that risk for, for the more high end. But with the what he has surrounding it, I'm going to go conservative with Gurley and Anderson. Okay. All right. I'll and I, and I agree, buddy. Okay. Then we'll do it that way. And last question. He goes with the Jets every week. He's got the Steelers defense. And this league here – you could give up a thousand yards in a game; it won't affect your points. It's, it's the points you give up. So if somebody gives up six points, you know, and you have some sacks, some fumble recoveries, or interceptions and touchdowns. You get points that way there. So uh, if somebody didn't give up, uh, let's say they shut them out and didn't get any extra points, they would get ten points. Kind of weird CBS thing. Um, so I think the Jets are not a bad play, even though they're playing the Giants. Giants offensive line's a little messed up. I'm sure there'll be points scored too, but they might get some interceptions and sacks. What do you think down the road? He used to have the Texans, and when he had his four-game loss, he was playing the Texans defense, and they stunk them. They're playing a lot better now. Would, would, would Texans be a good defense to pick up going forward to have and drop like the Steelers? I think the yeah, I, I, yeah, I'd take the Texans over the Steelers, and, and you could sort of play the matchups through the through the playoffs there. I mean, it helps okay. because the Steelers give up a ton of yards, but but you've seen that they can give up a bunch of points. Not a lot in the turnover turnover battle, and I think that's where Houston will have the advantage. Plus, the sacks is that JJ Watts just gone insane. Well, let's not let's not forget too, Jersey. Houston's probably, and I don't have the schedule right in front of me, but I would assume they still have a game with Tennessee, Jacksonville, which not that potent of offenses. You know, Jacksonville a little bit better. Obviously, but you know, I think the schedule favors their defense as far as not giving up as many points. Okay, yeah, because like you said, in this league, it's weird. Most of them, it's usually points allowed, um, yardage allowed. But this one here, it's strictly points. Like I said, you can you can give up a thousand yards in a game and, and zero points, you'd still get ten if you didn't get anything else. You wouldn't get like zero points because of the yardage. It's strictly, you want a defense that's going to give up the least amount of points, and then if they throw in some. You know, fumble recovery sacks and stuff, you get more from starting at 10. You know what I mean? So that's why I was thinking maybe pick the Texans up for him going forward. You know what I mean? Okay, so well, I, I just I just pulled their schedule up. And, I mean, if you're going to keep another defense for a matchup, that's a good idea. They, they play at Buffalo today. Then they're at home against New England, which isn't a great matchup. Right. But then you have at Indianapolis, at Tennessee, then at home again, Jacksonville, depending on how far the playoffs go. So, I mean – if you're in fantasy playoffs, that may not be a great deal because you probably aren't playing, um, you know, those last week or two of the season. So if he picks up Houston, 
and um, you go into next week, they're going against New England. So I don't know if that's a great matchup right there, quite frankly. Yeah, because the Bears are available. Like, you can't trust the Bears. You never know what, what they do. You know what I mean? Like you said, cause the Bears have Washington week 14, so you never know what Washington can put points up too, like you said. You know what I mean? So um, I'll just have him hold them on, and, and, you know, maybe he'll just hold it just in case he needs them. But the Jets, like you said, the Jets, even without Revis, they're not bad, and they're going against a team this week that they can get sacks on, maybe some interceptions with the Giants. You know, maybe that'll help him keep some extra points that way there. So, yeah, it's basically the Bears, the Ravens, the Saints, the Cowboys, the Chargers, the Bucks, the Jags, and, and, and uh, the Lions are available, but you can't pick them up now. But uh, they might be intriguing down the road. But, all right, I'll, I'll let Junior know what, what you guys said, what you were thinking about doing. I appreciate it very much. I'm flying my league, man. I'm 9-3, made the playoffs. I'm the number two seed team in, in, in that league. I'm, um, I just made the playoffs in the other league. So I'm pretty good with set where I'm at. Just need to help Junior out a little bit to tweak a couple things here. So, guys, I really appreciate it very much. Best of luck to you this week, weekend, and the leagues you're in. And, uh, oh, next week, last question, my gosh, because I won't get you until Sunday. That 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 Thursday night game uh, that that intrigues Vikings at Arizona. Would you would you with the Junior's in the playoffs? I don't know who the, I don't know who Gurley and McFadden and the other one have. Would you play Johnson against a team like that next week? Uh, a team like the Vikings. I won't I won't see until Sunday. And after Thursday yeah. Night. Uh. That's so tough. I well, a lot of it's going to depend on what we see out of him today. I don't like that matchup. I, I'd probably still lean C.J. Anderson, not knowing what Denver's matchup is next week. I think Rick's pulling that up right now. Uh, okay. Maybe see what Den- we get. Denver in. next week is at home against Oakland, so I got yeah. a feeling C.J. Anderson is going to be a nice matchup. Yeah, so I'm not going to mess with David Johnson against a good Vikings defense. Okay. Okay, that's what we want to make sure. Hey, guys, I really appreciate everything. I know Junior does, too. And uh, thanks thanks a lot. I really appreciate it very much. And I'm looking forward to chatting with you guys next week with, with all, hopefully all of us being in the playoffs. So, uh, thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Have a safe day. All right. Thanks, good, good to hear from you, Jersey. Good luck. This Take week. care, Jersey. Junior. All right, Rick, get this before we get in. Or you got something. Well, we got to get caught up. All right, let's do that room. first. That's what we're here for. We got PPR Flex. Pick one from Moncrief, Cook's, or Woodhead. And uh, Scott actually uh, answered in the chat room from his point of view. He says Moncrief. It says if Norman covers Cooks, it's over, and I tend to agree there. Woodhead, a month ago, is a no-brainer, but lately, uh, yeah, I'm going to have to go with Moncrief, I believe. Yeah, I'm going to make that unanimous. They're going to give up a ton of yards. If there's any good coverage from from the Pittsburgh secondary, and I suspect there won't be, but if there is, it'll go to T.Y. Hilton's side. It seems, I think we one of the shows this week or last week we talked about this, Rick, Hasselbeck seems to favor Moncrief. When Moncrief was performing well at the beginning of the season, it was those couple games Hasselbeck started at the beginning. Moncrief disappeared with Andrew Locke. And then he has sort of reemerged again with Matt Hasselback as the starter. And drawing the second coverage in Pittsburgh is a matchup I want to have. Yeah, I agree 100%. All right, well, we're good. Uh, Scott actually had a couple, and he says, nah, don't answer it. All he knows what he's doing. Oh, so, no, all right, no. that's fine. Apparently he knows. Be that way, Fish. I don't <laughs> care. All right, well, let's. Uh, what do we got? Uh, Heath Miller likely out today against the Colts, Rick. Uh, look for, for Jesse James. He might be a deep flyer, like, in a daily league. Or something. Colts get him on the cheap. That's for sure. Aren't great against the tight end, and he's shown 
the ability to make those plays Heath Miller makes, and Ben Roethlisberger likes to use that tight end as a bailout. So that's interesting. Looks like Danny Amendola is going to make a go this week. We got a lot of Amendola questions, Rick, and I filtered a lot of them out because I didn't think we'd know this early, but they're saying it looks like he is indeed a go. If you've got to win to get in, do you mess around with Danny Amendola? He he scares me. He terrifies me. Oh, he, he terrifies me, but, you know – it. You hate to answer these questions this way, but it's it's true. Like, it depends on who you have in your roster. Now, we can play that old game. Do you go Danny Amendola or do you go whatever, Brandon Cooks, who came up in a question there? Right. I think you've got to risk Amendola. I there. would think, if you, especially you're in one of these must-win situations. I think so. It, it, you know, um, Dontrell Inman has become uh, pretty – pretty nice little target for San Diego and he had a very nice game last week yeah now they're playing Denver see there's the thing I mean which way I think I might go Amendola this way too even though you know Rivers is going to wing it around yeah so I think the answer is yeah you got to play Amendola my concern would be if I have somebody better than an Inman better than a Cooks and I don't want to sit here and spend 20 minutes just throwing names out there here's He's going to step right back into that role. And we talked about when Edelman went down that Amendola, while he can succeed from a skill set perspective in that role, and I think just about anybody could, they use that position, that slot guy, Tom Brady, uses that so well. Problem is, they touch the ball so many times. Amendola just isn't built for that. Look, there's no secret to right. can't, stay, can't stay healthy. Yeah, he's always everybody's one hit away from a concussion. He seems to be one hit closer to a concussion than everybody else. But it's the upside with this guy. And if you're playing, you he's know, gonna, if he can win your in, if right. you can hope, hope he plays one game, right. I'm, I'm willing to risk that. Yeah. I mean, do I want to pick him up and risk my whole playoffs with him? But then again, you're in that situation. I mean, you may have yeah. to, and as long as he's in, you have to play him, I yeah, think. Yeah, I mean, you're forced to, and you're going to grit your teeth, but you know he's going to see 10 or 15 targets. I don't know that he can handle 10 or 15 targets. I worry about on the fourth or fifth offensive play of the game, I worry about him getting knocked out, but I think that's the point why I brought this up. I think you have to risk it. If you got to win to get in, I think you have to risk it. You just have no choice. I agree. I mean, you look at New England last week, even in a loss – Brady was 283 touchdowns, didn't have Amendola. Gronk got hurt. Right. You know, I mean, he's still putting up numbers. So if Amendola's back in there, boy, the upside for this guy is yeah. there. And it's just, you, you take the risk that he's right. not going to finish the first series, but I think it's a risk you have to take. All right. We need a PPR flex. All right. From Ronnie Hillman, Shane Vereen, Lockett, or Harris. Green, Lockett, or Harris? I I, I got to go Hillman here, Rick. That San Diego matchup so juicy. And we're recommending a lot of C.J. Anderson. I think both of these guys are going to have a lot of opportunities. I think while they're not limiting and protecting Osweiler, they've gone more conservative. That's more of that Kubiak running game that we're used to, which is why everybody thought C.J. Anderson was going to be the next LaDainian Tomlinson this season. Not me, but but a lot of people did. So I think with that matchup, with the young quarterback, I think this is going to go through the running game between Hillman and C.J. Anderson. Vereen, you're waiting for a touchdown from Vereen for him to be truly, truly relevant. I do like the matchup against Washington. 
Lockett Harris. We're getting a little too deep on depth charts with, with those two guys. Certainly big play, long touchdown potential for yeah, those Lockett's guys. intriguing, but you know, I'd much rather go with the Hillman who I know is going to get he's gonna, to, you know, touch the ball. He's going to be times. touching the ball. Right. So I think I go Hillman. I agree with you. I agree. All right, uh, who else we got? Uh, Gronk is out. Nick Foles to start for the Rams. I know you were waiting for that news, Rick. Unfortunately, I was waiting for that in the Scott Fish Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all my quarterbacks are hurt. Devontae Freeman will play and start. So, uh, Tevin Campbell, Coleman, whatever his name is, from Tony, Tony, Tony. He, he's about done, I believe. Carlos Hyde's done. Here's a big one, Rick. Tyler Eifert out with that neck injury. No tight end on the Cincinnati roster I had ever heard of. So I don't think, you know, when we talk about Jesse James and taking the tight end flyer, I don't think I'm taking one out of Cincy. Yeah, I agree 100% Woo, there. Why? Boy, I tell you well, what. It's about 18 degrees up here. I'm yeah. sitting here night. I'm cozy. I mean, they're in the penthouse. Well, you're old and, like, grizzled and, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, more champagne for Rick here. Warm them up a little <laughs> yeah, bit. Yeah, that's what I need more of that champagne. So, so th- I tell you what, that's a big injury. AJ Green's been underperforming. Injury the running Matt. game's been underperforming. Tyler Eifert has ostensibly been that offense, at least when they need a play. I mean, fortunately for them, they've got the Browns this week and, and Austin Davis. So I'm not sure it affects them in terms of wins and losses. But this is this is big, not only for fantasy football teams, but for the Cincinnati Bengals for one week. It's huge. Yeah, and not sure the severity of it, how long he will be out. But he's out this week, and yeah. if you if you've been riding Tyler Eifert, you know you- there's a lot of cats who have been. Uh, Sam Bradford back this week. Ryan Matthews out. This Philadelphia team is a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> so we're we're not even going to get into any of that. If, if you if you're relying if you are relying on Sam Bradford, I may be relying on Jordan. Well, Matthews. that's a good point there, Jordan Matthews. But he's been so-so no matter who's been in there. True. So, I mean, I, I just think that this whole Philadelphia team is a mess from top to bottom. Right. I, I don't know. Yeah, you hate to say that a team's quit on a coach. They quit. But, boy, they sure if they, they haven't, yeah. then they are a lazy bunch of slobs yeah. because they're sure not performing. Yeah, they quit. Uh, there's another big one, Rick. Alan Hearns out with a concussion. There's on some a lot of fantasy teams one guaranteed touchdown removed from your lineup. Yeah, always questionable, always a game time decision. Has always played and always succeeded, but definitely going to be out. He could not get himself out of the concussion protocol this week. Same with Ryan Matthews. Ben Roethlisberger cleared it early. If it even was a concussion, we had that discussion Wednesday. Yeah. But he looks like he's good to go. Last thing I have: Panthers cornerback Charles Tillman out versus the Saints. Obviously, not a ton of fantasy impact, except for the fact, Rick. As we talked about Wednesday, I don't know why. I don't know if I just continue to ridiculously disrespect the Carolina Panthers. I got a tingle today about the Saints and Drew Brees at home. And so I put this in here because it might justify my tingle a little bit, although I had my tingle long before I knew about Charles Tillman. Well, I understand. I'm not going to say I disagree with you. New Orleans is just so – scary right now you know to rely on on them however you know it's still drew Brees, and i mean how far down is he going to go yeah i mean he's been a perennial top three uh, top five conservatively quarterback for years and he's just not that right now so 
I don't know. I agree with you. I don't think Carolina is going to go undefeated. No, that's this could right. be one of these trap games. You got to find a loss somewhere, and the Saints are—it's a tight, tight competition between the Saints and Redskins in terms of Jekyll and Hyde teams at home. And, and the Saints and Drew Brees specifically are so much better in that dome, playing in front of that home crowd. Just, just a tingle there. You know, I'm not messing with Cooks. Uh, they talked about Colston getting more and more work this week. I'm not messing with that. You know, it's basically Drew Brees and and the running back in Ingram is where I'm stopping in terms of fantasy. Maybe Benjamin Watson, I guess you got to play him if if he's your tight end, but I'm not messing with Cooks this week still. I'm not messing with uh, any of those no-name receivers. So, I think that we're about caught up on all that, Rick. Anything in the chat room? Uh, I'm having trouble, right. you know, surprising. No, we are caught up in the chat right. room so, as uh, we could. T- no, it's just customers, it's not ghosts. Don't well, be worried well, about. I'm not worried about ghosts today. It's, <laughs> I'm too frozen to care. <laughs> you know, usually, I'm frozen. Well, see, with that's fear. Why, that must be why you're feeling this chill because there's a ghost around you. You know, they say you feel cold. No, I don't. They do though, yeah, because they suck the heat out of the air for energy, and that's oh, why you feel, you feel. How'd cold you become breeze? such a ghost expert? I like those shows. Do you, have, do you have any of those little those little equipment things? No, that, I'd like to get one. That, that, well, who makes those? Well, they're everywhere. Well, you who makes them? What, name a company. Oh, I don't know. Because I like to get online and buy one. Well, it's just your typical – there's nothing special about the recorder. I mean, is it it's like, uh, you know, like we use Ghost the Hall of Finders Fame. Equipment Incorporated? Well, or? I'm sure there is. You know, I've thought about, Rick, I've, I've honestly <laughs> thought about leaving a, leaving a machine here <laughs> in the studio and, and leaving this up recording for a night. Mm-hmm. And seeing what we pick up, but I don't want to know. I'm Why? I don't well, I'll listen know. to it first if you want. Well, but I'm still going to know because you're going to relish in the fact. You, one of two things will happen. You'll either trump it all up to have me terrified to ever come back in here, or there's something I should be terrified of and I shouldn't come back in here and you won't tell me about it. So it's a no-win proposition. Well, the thing is, I can just kind of sneak you. Oh, well, yeah, that's the other thing. I can't and, trust and, and you. Then, so and then, like, the shows will superimpose this big, long sentence out of this garbled and they'll say oh did you hear that no i didn't hear that it is a bunch of static and you put words to it no that's not true that's not true (laughs) okay i got a question for you all right so you think everybody's dead or a ghost running around not everybody just well why are some they say sometimes if you die suddenly Uh uh-huh you don't know you're dead so you're just roaming around confused okay See, apparently, the way I understand it is... Was your house haunted? No. no well, how do you know that? I watched my dad build it, so there's well, nobody I, that died there. Well, what if somebody died there 150 years ago? Piece of land. Maybe there's some Indian. I don't mess well, around with Indian Well, that's what ground, I'm saying. Right? How do you know? I mean, well, I don't they, know that. But see, what if you're, uh, you know... Maybe you're in the house doing the dirty deed, and the guy's staying there watching you. You don't even know it. Well, that's fine. As long as I don't know it, that's well, all right. Yeah, and, but... But see, if you're, if you're a, at this point in my life too, that only about four or five times a year I'd even have to worry about that. So, <laughs> oh, I'm just, just, oh, it's just pathetic. Isn't it? I don't know. How, don't, don't know how we got. We're, we're digressing yeah, here. Real well, fast. that's what we do. You you said it. Things are going to be a little slower today. Yeah. You know what I mean? Nah, this is kind of our kind of show. 70 percent of people have been eliminated. They're not going to get up at ten o'clock on Sunday morning and listen to us babble on about ghosts and how cold my toes are. Yeah. <laughs> We can tell hunting stories, uh, hunting season in full effect here in Western PA, so having a good time with that. But get, let's get to this, Rick. I did want to talk about this, and we'll uh, hop over and start picking games. We can take our time with those. We were talking about Eddie Lacy at the top of the show. 
You just won't let him go. No, well, well this is going to be very head falls off. This is going to be very important to me as the playoffs go forward. No, I, I don't got, care if you win. I've got decisions to make. Well, you should. Why? Because it looks good for the show. We could say on the air that we won. You know what I mean? Well, that's true. The, the Asylum wins another championship. True. Just, but anyhow, so it turns out it was a – I said it wrong. He didn't miss a meeting. It was a curfew violation. Mm. All right? And he missed curfew along with a third-string running back and on the Johnny practice Manziel. squad. <laughs> Johnny Manziel was out popping bottles. Named Alonzo Harris. Nobody cares about Alonzo Harris. So being there's how the world works, Eddie Lacy just got a little bit of discipline. Alonzo Harris got cut because you're yeah. on the practice squad. Well, yeah, you're get a bum anyway. I, I get that. That's how that works. However, here's what I find interesting. They're saying they're not going to bring him back. Yeah, apparently Lacey's discipline's done. Alonzo Harris, they have decided not to re-sign him to the practice squad because, and I quote, he is a bad influence on Eddie Lacey. Oh, so Eddie Lacey does not think for This himself. makes me nervous about Eddie Lacey. He's a grown-ass man, and you have to cut people who are negative influences, keeping well, you away from the bad kids on the playground. It's it's the same situation, although not as prominent in Green Bay as it was in Pittsburgh. Hey, LeGarrette Blunt was the bad influence on Le'Veon Bell. That's true. And you know, look what it did for Le'Veon Bell. Maybe yeah. I was looking at this from the wrong direction. Uh, I'm just saying. I, you know, I mean, I, I agree with you. If, if you can't think for yourself at 24, 25 years old, whatever it is, you know, maybe you should start. But on the same token, that's exactly why LeGarrette Blunt was – you know, railroad out of Pittsburgh. Well, that knee just sort of walked off the field that one time, too. There well, was that. probably because he was told. I, I mean, I have to assume that. I mean, he goes to New England and maybe not, you know, having his banner year, but he always seems to perform well. Right. And he doesn't seem to have any problems there. Yeah, you know, Maybe they told him something, you know, obviously that we're not aware of, that he just said, eh, heck with it. Or maybe New England was in contact with him after all this I stuff. I still think there was no in the way New England behaves. I, you know, something True. always seemed kind of hanky there. Right. You just walk off an NFL field, which I you don't see very often, if ever, and then immediately he's in New England, and that week he's scoring touchdowns and getting the job done. Something, something was certainly a little off there. All right, well, I don't see any more. I'm just looking for inactives, any any big news. I was waiting to see on Martellus Bennett. I think he was probable. Have you heard about all that? Should I be worried about that? Let's just make this about my team right now. <clears throat> he's been griping. He's been complaining. And John Fox says he's not going to get any more work, and he wants more work. And is this a guy you might think about getting on the bench? You know, we're talking one of the top six or seven fantasy tight ends, and he's just in this blood feud with his head coach. I worry about that a little bit. Well, Chicago's been playing some pretty decent football, and, uh, you know, Zach Miller seems to be acquitting himself okay. It looks like I, he's going to go today. He's I would be very mark. concerned. That was my point. I'm, I would be very concerned with, with Martellus Bennett. John Fox isn't one of these kind yeah, of guys that, <laughs> that really cares if you got a bad attitude. Yeah, he's old school. He don't play. Right. He sit out and shut up. We'll and I somebody. find that interesting. We mentioned on the Wednesday show, I find it interesting how – the, um, you know, and we were a bit, I mean, after watching their performance last year, I mean, you know, Chicago's a mess, blah, blah, blah. They're the worst team in the division, this, that, and the other. It's funny how you get in there. They didn't make any really huge moves. No. But all of a sudden, the defense is starting to play a little football. 
The offense seems to settle down a little bit. Remember, it was just kind of like imploded on itself last yeah, year. Yeah, everything seemed everything just, just seemed break to be down. no even kilter. I mean, yeah, they're five and six, not one of the best teams in in the league by any stretch, but they're turning out to be a competitive team and could right. be a dangerous team down the road. Well, certainly going to ruin somebody's playoff life. I got to imagine before it's all said. But yeah, getting back to your original point, I think I would be concerned with Martellus Bennett, and I would bench him. Brent Selleck with Zach Ertz coming back or Martellus Bennett? Those are my oh, options. Oh, Lord. Yeah, I mean, if that's I your... I still got to go with Bennett, right? I, yeah, I would There's think so. zippy I... on the waiver wire. <laughs> Although I do see Safarian Jenkins is coming back. I wonder if he's available out there, if somebody held on to him the whole time. All right, that's... I mean, you have to... Ch- I mean, Winston loved Jenkins. But this, loved well, Jenkins I mean, the first couple goes back to your goes back to your point 20 minutes ago. You may want to think about picking up Jesse James. Ooh. Ooh, I like that play. I do. I might have to do that. I think he talked me into it. So well, Jesse I mean, James he, over Martellus Bennett. Heath is out. Yeah, yeah. Zach Miller starting. I mean, let's that. I could probably pick up Zach Miller. He could probably do that too. Yeah. Miller or James. <sighs> Boy, that's that's a, a good chance James gets in the end zone. A real good. chance. It is a chance. I mean, it really oh, is. Then now, oh, now, Miller's done his score touchdown since he's taken true. over for Ben. That's the thing. He's a veteran. James isn't. He doesn't have. The, you know, the experience and the the where they're all like Zach Miller does that, that right. maybe knows instinctively where to go if the play is being extended. Right. That being said, James is stepping in for a guy who is out and could be the guy. I mean, of course, Spath I think is still there. Yeah, he's only made a couple catches yeah, all year. Grabs all year, and so so James definitely beat him out. He had some. I think I might out. go Miller. I'm thinking I think that might pick up Zach Miller as well. Yeah. I think that might be a better move than risking it with Martellus Bennett this week. Hey, You're I, the commissioner. Can I play Jordan Matthews as my tight end? No. How about Jeremy yeah. Langford? No. Come on. Right, let's get to the chat room All here. right. What a jerk. Okay, standard leg, Ivory or Forte? Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, man. Giants are bad defensively, but I don't feel like that's a team Ivory can just go out and carve. Oh, man. I have to look at schedule because I forget who Chicago's playing. Oh, man. Chicago. Oh, they're at home against the 49ers. I got to go Forte. Yeah, I got to go Forte there. I wonder who's the other guy we're not talking about. You know what I mean? That you're left with this decision. Right, yeah. Well, I'm I'm sure it must be a Peterson or somebody who's who's a guaranteed automatic. Yeah, that matchup's too good against San Francisco. I worry, though, Rick, about Langford. I think we talked about this a little bit on Wednesday. I worry about Langford carving more and more into Forte's work. But he's still going to get plenty of work, and this San Francisco matchup's just too nice. Yeah. I, God, I, I hate sitting ivory, though. I know. I can't throw him in a flex. <laughs> well, here's the problem. I get. Here's the other reason. I'm throwing matchups out. I might still tend to yes, lean. D'Angelo. Oh, there you go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good answer. All yeah, right. Okay. Yep, we're with you. We're all, yeah. on, all on the same page. I, here. Yeah, I mean, I think if it was me, I would have to go Forte as much as I love Ivory. Um, Even throwing the matchups out, here's an Ivory stat line in Pickett. 27 carries, 128 yards, and a touchdown, maybe two. Or – 17 carries, 14 yards, and a touchdown. And you're never certain what you're going to get. I am certain Forte's not going to be shut down. That's why I go Forte here. Even if we're not talking, I'm trying to put the matchup blinders on. I think 
generally in a week to week, this has still got to be Forte. Yeah, I, I agree. Langford I, does scare me though. He's so dynamic, sure he and they keep saying he's the future. And right. that tells me as you're getting closer to being eliminated from the playoffs, the future continually becomes that closer to now. But we're talking about right now. Yeah, they're five and six. They're not out yeah, of the playoffs. Yeah, they, the playoff yeah they get the six and six. They're right back in the hunt. So yeah, I mean, so I, I think, think Langford you know, stays as a change of pace kind of guy. Right. So I think where it does hurt you, Langford seems to be better in the around the goal line. I don't know, have you ever noticed, and he always had good – I don't know what that was. What? <laughs> Did I do that? Oh, I didn't even know. That was beautiful. <laughs> I had no idea. Would I cough or something? Or did I just have like a mini stroke? It's probably hypothermia is what it is. No, just say it's, it's cold just, up here. Oh, yeah, I, I'm not even going to say what I'm going to call you <laughs> when we get off the air. Yeah, I don't think you can say that, no. that anymore. Sissy. But how many times have you watched Forte get stuffed three times down around the goal line? It's so frustrating. Sure. And get the ball with the, to the one-inch line, and it just goes away. That's where I worry about Forte. So I'm making all this argument against him to tell you go with Forte. But the thing is, time. they they go with Forte. It's not. I mean, how frustrating was it when I forget what game it was against Buffalo or against Tennessee? Jacksonville gets down on the one yard, yanks T.J. Yelmat, who had about 65 <laughs> yards, and we have <laughs> Toby, Toby Gerhardt, Toby Nohart, and he goes for for yeah. minus one, nothing, nothing. It's just yeah, that was terrible. a game in London. Yeah, <laughs> it was horrifying. Two, two back-to-back drives. Yeah. yeah. Yeldon and uh, the receiving court gets him down there, and then he gets the door slammed in his face four straight – or eight straight plays or something. Toby Nohart. That's my new – I, I like, I, I like He's that. He's out for the year, though. So you're just okay, we have another standard question. All right. From Moncrief, LaFell, Amari Cooper. Oh, I can only have one. And Yes, and Scott, of course, uh, he um, – answered while we were babbling on about Forte. He says he never benches Cooper, but his gut says Moncrief. But he doesn't have the stones to bench Cooper. I'm not benching Cooper. Uh, my heart says Cooper. Mine does, too. Yes. It really does. And, you know, against that Steeler defense, I understand where Moncrief's coming from. But, I don't know. I, I just have to go Amari Cooper. Yeah, I mean, look, Kansas City's a tough matchup. I get that, and and Derek Carr is going to be on the run. So, so yeah, it's still it's Amari Cooper on a bad game. We talked about him having a bad game against the Steelers. There was another bad game a couple weeks after that, and it was still like seven catches for seventy yards. I know this is a standard standard league. I believe you said, yeah. I just Moncrief. That is a juicy, juicy matchup. But do you want to miss the playoffs? or lose playoff position, whatever the case may be here, because you played Dante Moncrief over Amani Cooper. So I think that's where Scott's point, not having the stones, comes in. Yeah, you know I, what I mean? I, I can't do it. Amari Cooper, to me, is, is one of these guys, like, not in the same realm yet, obviously. But he's right around, like, a, a Martavis Bryant right, to right. me. He's not like a Beckham or anybody like that. But a Martavis Bryant, Amari Cooper, they're still must-starts in the slot that they're in. If they're right. wide receiver big, two, whatever it is. Too so, big, too fast, right. too good. Too All right, good. standard scoring. Delaney Walker or Julius Thomas, you don't need the win looking for the higher ceiling. I, I have to go Delaney Walker yeah. against Jacksonville. You just have to hope Jacksonville can get their hands on some passes because Walker only catches tip balls, and then he re- promptly runs them for 40 yards. He's on a three-week stretch of this, the likes of which I have never seen before. 
Julius Thomas, yeah, you know, Lewis is out, and they keep trying to give Lewis some work. He's found the end zone here recently, but Walker has sort of become the the focus of that offense. You know, what happened to Kendall Wright? Where'd he go? I don't know. I've got I mean, no running game to speak of. Delaney Walker is the offense, albeit how little offense they have. Whatever they have, it's Delaney Walker right. in Tennessee. Yeah, that, and that's where I'm going. So let's pick some games. All here. right. Oh, yeah, it's quarter till already. We successfully killed a good uh, 50 minutes there, Rick. That was We're pretty good impressive. And I, I'm going to grant you, Rick, I don't know if you jotted them down. I didn't bring the paper on how I picked them Wednesday. So these could be completely different than what I chose on Wednesday. So Houston at Buffalo. Well, I think I'm going to pick the same winners, but I, the scores may oh, be a yeah. little different, yeah, obviously. Pull back the curtain. We're making those up as we sit here. You know, I, I'm just uh, – I'm, I'm impressed with what Houston's done lately. And Buffalo, we talked about this on the Wednesday show. When you have Rex Ryan getting timeout and challenge advice from the team chaplain. Hey, I, if you can bring in God, I'm all for I'm it. going Houston in this one. I'm going Houston uh, 27-24 over Buffalo. Perhaps if that, that guy who stole your reindeer had that chaplain following him around, he'd make some better decisions too. True. Houston's in a – Here's how it's going to go, Rick. I'm going to go to what's going to be at the end of this selection to make this selection. Indianapolis isn't going to be pitched. Spoiler alert. If you were waiting breathlessly for 10 minutes later when we picked that game, Indianapolis, I don't believe, has any I don't either. to beat the Steelers. I don't either. The way this terrible division's matching up, Rick, here's the type of brilliant football analysis I bring. That means Houston's going to lose, too, because so this thing goes down right to the very end and they both finish under 500. So that being said, I like Buffalo. I like when you have God on your side, number one, and I like when I know the Colt Houston's going to lose as well. So I like Buffalo 23-20. <laughs> All right. That was good analysis. I love that. Yes, I love that reasoning. That's pretty good. San Francisco at Chicago. i tell you what. We talked about Chicago playing some good football, but they scare you. Uh, you just not you don't sure. You don't want to pick Chicago because every time you think, okay, maybe they're right in the ship a little bit, then that's when they lay the egg. That being said, I don't think San Francisco is as good as Chicago. So, and I think they laid it all in line against Arizona last week, and they're at Soldier Field. I'm going Chicago in this one. 31-17. This San Francisco team's going to win a game or two on the way out, but I think it's going to be at home. To your point, they had circled that Arizona game. They wanted that Arizona game, and for my money, they won that Arizona game. And and the referee, the officiating crew that's been suspended for this week, just completely jobbed them out of it. <laughs> and, and but that said, so I think you got to let down here. You're going on the road. I like Chicago 31-27. Cincinnati at Cleveland with your boy Austin Davis at the helm, the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, I don't care if Tyler Eifert's hurt or not, but uh, I am going Andy Dalton's troops in Cincinnati. I'm going uh, 34-16. Yeah, and for when we get to, I don't know if we have any questions involving him, it seems we do a lot. I'm avoiding Travis Benjamin like the plague this week. I think I like him with Manziel. I love him with McCown. I don't know who this Austin Davis cat is, and I just I, maybe Barnage. I'd still trust if I didn't have a better option. This is going to be ugly, I think, for the Cleveland Brownies. And I got Cincinnati twenty-three, Cleveland seventeen, Baltimore at Miami. All right, real quick, oh, let's yeah, go let's to a it. standard question: David Johnson or Buck Allen? David Johnson. See, I'm going Allen. 
Really? I think I'm going to Allen. I mean, he he's the guy in Baltimore, and, uh, you know, we talked about David Johnson. Boy, I tell you what, I still think I have to go with him. I mean, it's – They're both getting all the work. Right. Yeah, so it's I don't a, have that it's argument. It's just a – well, you know, you had Chris Johnson and Andre Ellington kind of getting some tandem. I'm not so sure Stephon Taylor doesn't get a little bit of work Maybe a little bit. A little bit. And, and so, I mean, just that being said, I think it's very close. But I'm going uh, Buck Allen with this one. I'm going David Johnson. All right. I'm digging my heels in. So, Scott, uh, he can break Scott already there. said Buck, so uh, right. you're so down. You're on, on David, Johnson David Johnson Island. You know what, Rick? We are an hour into this show, and I didn't mention. We didn't mention the oracle, the, the genius that I brought to this show last week, Rick. And I was expecting you to give me some dap quite frankly, For and what? I haven't heard it yet. Oh, oh I did on the Wednesday For show. vehemently recommending. On the, on vehemently the Wednesday show, I Russell Wilson over Tom Brady. While you and that ne'er-do-well Scott Fish mocked me, assailed my personal character. Did, well, it's, it had nothing to do with Russell Wilson or Tom Brady, well, yeah. your personal character. I do, do a lot of that on my own. I'll give you but, that. But, but did I or did I not generously consent it was a wise choice oh. and you Brilliant move on your part on the Fantasy Sports Network show. Did I or did I not? I don't remember. You I'm a liar. So cold. I and I'll tell you what. Thank you. Little, I did. A little dap for me there. And, and to your point, I mean, you, you played a matchup and won. But Scott and I's point were you can't bench Tom Brady. He went out and hit 280, but three you, touchdowns. You I can know. bench him. Right? Well, the you point can. is not – I love me some meat. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I love me some meat. Do it again this week. Well, no, I don't like the matchups as much uh-huh. this week. And Amendola's back. But Gronk is out. Scott Chandler. And actually, how game. many people? I mean, you know, of course, we did have that question last week. It, it's surprising that somebody actually had Russell Wilson and Tom Brady on their roster. Yeah, that's a. Yeah, maybe they drafted early before we had all the Tom Brady nonsense. All right, let's get back. Oh, yeah, where are we at? Baltimore at Miami. I'm going Baltimore. I. I Miami, there's just something about the direction they're going. I mean, Tannehill, he gets a lot of garbage time points, but they're always down. And, you know, so I'm going Baltimore at this. And I don't know why. I, yeah. I think Baltimore's a mess, but I'm going Baltimore 21-20 over Miami. I'm trying to decide between the team in Baltimore with no talent and the team in Miami with no heart but a ton of talent. I'm gonna think I'm gonna go with talent here. I think talent will win out. I would not be stunned if Baltimore. I like. I would not touch this game with a ten foot pole when I when I call the the gentleman with whom I discuss such matters. If you know what I mean, not going near this one. I'll take talent over heart. I'll go four twenty one. Seattle at Minnesota. This is one I'm. This is one I'm going to be paying attention to. Ah, uh, you're not on the one o'clock slot. This, this is a this is a great game. And I tell you what, I wrestled around with this one a lot. Both have good defenses. Russell Wilson didn't get five touchdowns this, no, this no, week. No, not happening this week. But I'll tell you what, I think just because Seattle's going to make a playoff push, I think they go into Minnesota, they upset the Vikings 24-23. <clears throat> like the Saints, like uh, who else? Like Washington. I had a, my brain froze there for a minute. Seattle's two totally different teams home on the road. And Russell Wilson, their quarterback, is two different players home on the road. I don't know how – I don't know why. I think the Vikings can limit Rawls, Jimmy Graham being out. It's not a big factor numbers-wise, but I think it may be a bigger factor than a lot of people are, are using it for. 
I like Minnesota here. It's going to be close. I think it's going to be ugly, kind of a slobber knocker kind of game. I'm going to go 2017 Minnesota at home with, I don't know what the number is, maybe a mild upset there. Battle of New York, the Jets at the Giants. Or we could say the Giants at the Jets. It doesn't matter, but I think they'll have all the Giants crap up on the walls this week. Yeah, no doubt about that. I don't know what to do with this one. It It is very similar offenses, quite frankly. You know, quarterbacks that are, you know, you're not considered one of these greatest quarterbacks, right. even though Eli's got the two rings. But I like Eli, you know, and the Giants just because they should probably lose this game. Right. So I'm going uh, New York Giants 27, New York Jets 24. Yeah, I believe Darrell Revis out. I think that's going to be the tiebreaker for me and what I thought was a 50-50 game. I'll take the Giants win late 28-27. That sounds like a fun score. Arizona at Seattle. No, St. Louis. I did that on Wednesday. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I I tell you what, I as much as St. Louis loves to play this division tough, which they do, and they're at home, I still like Arizona. I think they're the better team. I think this team, in my mind, all due respect to the Carolina Panthers, they're my favorite for the NFC, and I'm going Arizona 31, St. Louis 17. Yeah, Arizona had their letdown game last week still manage to win it. I think they're going to – I think that's what happens. These teams play such tough games in the division. You get that game against St. Louis and you t- kind of take a breath and then they hit you in the mouth. Arizona isn't going to be caught off guard here at, like they were in San Francisco when they were handed a win. I like Arizona 31, St. Louis 18, Atlanta at Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. I think uh, – you know, I know Devontae Freeman's coming back. I'm just not convinced – Atlanta's very good anymore. I mean, they, you know, they're proving it week in and week out. 21-7 lead over Indianapolis. They blew that. I'm going Tampa Bay 24, Atlanta 20. Yeah, Atlanta's gutless. Matt Ryan's gutless. It's just a gutless Speaking team. of Matt Ryan, Cutler or Ryan? Cutler. Me too. Just gutless. Scott gutless went bro. on the Matt Ryan Island. He's hard to stay away from. He I've just been burned so many times. And I don't want to hang my my playoff hat on Jay Cutler. I get that. But just I'm going to stick it first instinct. I, as I'm making the point, I think you might have got me there of how <laughs> gutless Matt Ryan right. is. If Tampa Bay can play a little bit of defense. They can. They keep these yeah. games close and find a way to win. I, I'm just going to leave it at that. Tampa Bay 27, Atlanta 24. Jacksonville at Tennessee. Can't wait for this one, buddy. No, I believe, you know, on the Fantasy Sports Network show, I mean, this is a very important game. I think I took Tennessee at home, barely, 2017. Yeah, that sounds about right here, Jack. Tennessee, you know what, no, Tennessee being at home, I'm going to agree with you there. I'm going to go with Tennessee. They're going to shut down DJ Yeldon. They're going to turn Blake Bortles over a little bit. Yeah, I, I like Tennessee here. Low score and ugly like that Thursday night game. I'm going to go 1916 Tennessee. Kansas City at Oakland. I'll tell you what, this one is tough. I'm going to start this one off here, Rick. Chiefs rolling. They've won five in a row, playing really good defense. Keep losing running backs and keep being able to run the ball. Getting the ball downfield as much as you consider Alex Smith getting the ball downfield. For some reason, I don't think. Kansas City's not a six-in-a-row type of win team. they got to go on the road. Oakland's still a tough place to play. 
talked about Derek Carr. I'm avoiding Latavius Murray this week if I can. But I like Oakland here at home. I'm going to say, I think fairly high scoring, actually. I'm going to go 31-28 Oakland at home. Unfortunately, I have to go with Tavis Murray in our League of Consequence, and I agree with you. I, I wish I could avoid him. Kansas City defense is playing pretty well, I must say. But that being said, it is Kansas City, Oakland. They're in Oakland. I'm looking for Oakland offense to assert themselves a little bit. And, you know, as much everything tells me, take Kansas City. They're the better team, and I, I think they are the better team. But I'm going with you. I'm going Oakland in an upset. 31-28. Denver at San Diego. I think Denver's going to beat San Diego. I know this could be a trap game. San Diego can move the football, but uh, they have Denver has a much better defense. And Brock Osweiler has actually um, operated the offense. Right. So I like Denver 30, San Diego 29. Yeah, everything you said, I love both Hill and C.J. Anderson. You've heard us recommend them both them both here this week. I, I like Denver. I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to come down to the last possession. I like Denver 28-27. Philadelphia at New England. New England 142, Philadelphia 10. You know what? I agree. That's the exact <laughs> score I had written down. Nothing to break down there whatsoever. Carolina at New Orleans. I, we talked about this could be a trap game. You know, it would not surprise me if New Orleans upsets them, but I'm still going Carolina. I think they're a much better team. Their defense is so much better than non-existent New Orleans defense, although Rob Ryan's gone. It may, (laughs) you know, just drastically improve. But I'm still going Carolina 27, New Orleans 17. I'm going to pull the upset, and I'm going to keep doing this because Carolina isn't going 16-0. We've talked about these teams. Drew Brees and the Saints are completely different animals at home. Somehow, some way, some high-scoring, fluky kind of game is what I'm expecting here. And I'm going to go with New Orleans, 34-31. I think we tipped our hand on Indianapolis at Pittsburgh. Yeah, I'm going Pittsburgh. I'm going 35-26. Yeah, they're going to be able to move the ball. Matt Hasselbeck isn't an undefeated quarterback. There's just too much offense here. Indianapolis secondary is getting healthy. Looks like they should have everybody back this week. Maybe there's going to be some game time decisions there to be made. But if Ben can stay upright, and that's the big issue here, if he can stay upright, this offense is just too good. And Matt Hasselback just can't keep up with him. I like the Steelers 34-28. And on Monday night, Matt Castle in Dallas at the Washington. Your first place, Washington Redskins. Yeah. You know, the last big game – Des Bryant had Matt Castle was quarterback. True. And, um, you know, Washington's kind of a weird team. They they play gangbusters one week. They get blowed out another. I like Washington at home, but I think it's going to be close. I'm going Washington 31, Dallas 28. Yeah, this is a last possession game. Washington 5-1 and one at home this year. Complete disaster right. on the road. Kirk Cousins, I believe, is the number nine rated quarterback at home. He's in the 20s on the road. Everything sets up with Romo being out, with Washington being at home. I like the Redskins 23-20. All right, well, let's go to the chat room. We have a standard question at wide receiver. Deshaun Jackson, Stephon Diggs. Diggs at home against Seattle. Deshaun Jackson at home against Dallas. You know what? I know how you feel about Deshaun Jackson. I feel the same way. 
but I've got to imagine, look, you saw. Now it led to uh, just a, a monster game by Marcus Wheaton, but they decided they were going to take out Antonio Brown last week, and ostensibly they did. He got a couple catches, but were able to take him away. Being that this that Diggs is the only weapon at the receiver core for the Vikings, I'm pretty well convinced they could do the same thing to him. So I think I'm going to go to Sean here. I hate to agree oh, with you. You, you I, hate I, the man personally. I, yeah, personally, I do. You hate him. I do. He's a cancer on any team. However, he can perform. He's dynamic. And, and I agree with you. I don't like the matchup with Diggs. And uh, I think I'd have to go to Sean Jackson. Now, also in this question, we okay. have to pick three. Oh, let me get my pen out. And, uh, you know, also some assuming it's standard. So we need three out of C.J. Anderson, Ingram, Woodhead, Hillman. Oh, man, got to be both, doesn't it? Always has to be Well, both. you need three. <laughs> oh, I get three of them. Yeah. Yeah, isn't that something? It always has to be three. Do I dare – recommend to play both Anderson and Hillman going up against San Diego? Do I dare do it? I want no parts of Mark Ingram going up against Carolina, Rick. Or do you want Woodhead against Denver? Yeah. Even I guess you stand, have to. Even in a standard with Melvin Gordon going to bust out. He's going to do it all in the passing game, granted, but you still get those yarded, that yardage, right. and if he gets in the end zone. Boy, that's – I think either way, we can argue about Ingram and Woodhead. Anderson and Hillman are the obvious ones here. you got to play them both. These go back to your Ricky Williams, Ronnie Brown days, your glory days, Rick, where you love to do that. For me, I'm going to go Anderson, Hillman, Woodhead. I'm going to sit Ingram. Oh, God, I don't like this. I, feel, <laughs> I don't I don't like it one bit. But that that's where my instinct is, so I'm going with it. I'm not going to say I disagree with you. I, I, I hate – oh, man, I, that's terrible. But I think I have to do that, to be honest with you. San Diego is going to give it up, right? You know, defensively, and um, yeah, I think I agree with you, hundred percent. All right. Okay. Uh, let's see. Scott says I'll make my Ryan argument when I get on. No, you're not. We're done with Matt Ryan. <laughs> um, wow. Standard. <laughs> Jordan Reed or Antonio Gates? Jordan Reed. I'm going Gates. Hey, Gates, my guy. Reed's Dude. just too good. Yeah, like Gates isn't. Well, I understand that. Now, I've got to go Gates. I just don't think that's a high-scoring game. So, But end zone targets for San Diego, got to be Antonio Gates. Two touchdowns last week. Right, I st- well, I'm still going Gates. Well, let's Scott break that tie. Mike Evans, John Brown, Martavis Bryant need two. Evans and Bryant, not even close for me. Need two. Evans and Bryant. Oh, I'm sorry. Jerk. I was reading. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you, Evans and Bryant. Okay. Um, Doug Martin, Buck Allen, Drawn, Morris, need two. I have them right in that order. Me too. I want no part of Morris, even though he could have a good game, but definitely Martin and Buck Allen yeah, for me. I, I rank him right in that order he had yeah. him in. Well, let's bring Whiny on. He's complaining because he's not coming on. Oh, I, didn't even, enough. I didn't even see him on. We're busy. I mean, oh, we're covering stuff 11. here, pal. That's hey. my bad, Scott. 11.07. Don't worry about it. I lost track of the clock. How are you doing today, Mr. Scott Fish of the Scott Fish I'm, Bowl fame? I'm doing good, guys. Doing good. By the way, I did not assail you. I need to... 
I need to get the the audio clip from last week. I said I totally get it, uh, starting Wilson, because my grandma could throw on the Steelers. I said that. I just, I just said I didn't have the balls to do it, which you apparently do, so good on you. Oh, that's right. You can hear him clacking as I walk around the room. All right, so defend oh. Matt Ryan. Do you, do you have a stat to go along with it? Because I don't let mess with stats. I do it on uh, gut mm-hmm. feeling. Oh, yeah, this isn't a gut feeling thing. This is Tampa Bay has allowed 210-plus yards and at least and multiple touchdowns seven out of the last eight weeks. The only player they don't allow 200 yards and two touchdowns to is Matt Castle. It, it, this, you start Matt Ryan and you are a lock for, in, in your standard league, probably 16 to 20 points, a lock minimum. But, so okay, that, that, that's I'm going to ask Ryan. you this. So, so Tampa Bay, so you're, you know, Tampa Bay defense, you're guaranteed 210 and two touchdowns. Do you think Cutler's not going to get better than that against San Francisco? I don't know. The last two weeks, Cutler has averaged 230 yards and pretty much no touchdowns. He only has one touchdown in the last two weeks since, uh, since the whole Langford Forte thing came on. The Forte's back. They're at Soldier Field and they're playing San Francisco. I mean, that, this is just oh, my question for oh, yeah. people playing matchup, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I. It's not that I hate color. I, I put Ryan barely. I, I like them both. I just, uh, I want the safety of Ryan. I, I think Cutler can do it, but you could. I would not be shocked if Cutler comes out, throws for 250 yards and zero touchdowns, and Forte and Langford have like 200 total yards and three touchdowns between them. Yeah, I mean, that's a good point. It's it's one of those things. Cutler is one of those scary guys. In fact, Rick and I talked uh, last week on the, the Fantasy Sports Network show. I'm kind of in a dilemma. I got, you know, Derek Carr against that Kansas City defense or Cutler going against San Francisco. And and I still have to pull the trigger on Carr. I, I just think that his upside's there with him. Yeah, yeah, I, I listened to that, and I was going to come on and tell you I, I would side with Carr on that one. All right. Well, Rick, you can uh, you can go with it. Now, what I tell you to do? I don't remember. Carr. I mean, oh, we, yeah, we, we were unanimous on Carr. I yeah. scared of Carr. All right, let's get into this mailbag. It is full and people need help. All right, I need two of these wide receivers, and I don't know how this guy needs a win to get in the playoffs with this receiving core. Antonio Brown, Martavis Bryant, Demarius Thomas, Des Bryant. I need two of those guys. God's sakes. Oh, I would take Antonio Brown and Demarius Thomas. Um, actually, Demarius hasn't been himself with Brock Osweiler in there, and Des Bryant, he still has – some bomb throwing to him. I'm going to take the two Steelers in what I am predicting to be the highest scoring game of the week with Indianapolis tonight. Give me Antonio Brown and Marquez Bryant. Tell you what, I'm with you, Scott. I like Brown. Brown's obvious here, and I like Martavis over Demarius. My my concern with Thomas is he's getting targeted. I he looked just bad on Sunday night, just mm-hmm. dropping balls and. They're not on the same page running routes. I don't know if he's not healthy, if those two hate each other, they're fighting over a girl or something. Something's going on there with Demarius, and i got to back away from him as well. And I agree. I think Steelers just up and down the field on this Colts secondary, and I'll take the deep play potential of Martavis Bryant. The only thing that makes me nervous is Thomas is getting targeted. He's just not making the plays. Yeah, I mean, that that's one thing to where I like that. It, you know, a guy that good, if he's getting targeted, 
another week of practice. You know, I just, you know, sometime when you take both on the same team, I, you know, of course, Pittsburgh, I, I understand where you guys are coming from. They both could have monster days against Indianapolis. I think it's real close between Bryant and Thomas for me. But uh, I, I'm just going to edge on Demarius, but I certainly you could convince me to take Brian, no doubt. All right, PPR flex. Mike Evans, Jeremy Langford, or old Drawn out there in San Francisco. I don't think we've ever recommended him. We get a lot of questions about Evans that. for me. Oh, you you only pick one? Oh, I think two out of three. Yeah, Mike Evans is the clear number one for me in that scenario. I think he's obvious. I understand the question. And Langford, I think he could get real, real involved here. And I think we see more and more of him as the year goes on. But, but Forte's still the number one guy, and we know what Evans' role is going to be. I only get one of these in a PPR. Darren McFadden, Chris Ivory, and here he is, David Johnson. Get used to hearing that name. Go ahead, Scott. I'm, I think I'm still going to lean with Chris Ivory. Uh, against the Giants, uh, I don't know what it is about DMAC, but I still I still can't fully trust him some weeks. And Washington hasn't been hasn't been that bad against the against the run. I actually think they're uh, right in the middle of the pack, if not better. Let me see. Yeah, they've only allowed four rushing touchdowns this year. And uh, David Johnson, I don't know if I can trust him yet. I just don't. I think they might lean to the air more since they don't really have much at running back besides David Johnson. So. Um, Give me Ivory. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you. Everything that you said, I agree. And, uh, you know, with Arizona, like I said, I'm not so sure if Stephon Taylor's not going to get some work, and I don't think either one of these guys are as good as the two that are injured in Arizona, and I think they're going to air it out a lot more. Yeah, this is Ivory 1. The fact that this is PPR makes David Johnson a lot closer for me, but I, I we've seen what – we know what we can get out of Ivory, and I'm going to play it safe there. So it's Ivory – Johnson McFadden in that order for me. So, all right, we got – all right, this is a multi-part question, so bear with me here. So, we're going to start out. We need one running back between C.J. Anderson, Drone, Drawn, or T.J. Eldon. Okay, so you're okay, – so yeah, well, I'm going to do uh, – uh, Okay, so you're going two parts here. The one running back I would take out of that is C.J. Anderson. I – Last week I said I like T.J. Anderson. I still like T.J. Anderson. Uh, I do like John, but not as much as T.J. Anderson, and I don't like a running back going up against that Tennessee defense this week. Yeah, I agree 100%. I'm not messing with Tennessee's run defense. This is C.J. Anderson fairly easily for me in terms of the running back. Yeah, I'll make it unanimous. I, I actually like Yeldon second. I Something – about Jacksonville's offense. I just like this kid, so I would probably go with him second, but it doesn't matter. You know, C.J. Anderson, to me, is a clear-cut favorite. All right, so then now we have still Drone and Yeldon, and we're going to throw in John Brown, and we need one of those for a flex. Is this PPR? Yes. I think I'm going Yeldon just because he is the volume play, and um, I like him better than Drawn. And John Brown could be, you know, third fiddle in that receiving core. So I'm going T.J. Yeldon. Even if he is the third, the third fiddle, I, I don't. I can't even recall the last time John Brown didn't have like a 14 point game. I'm, I'm trying to look at his stats here right now. Um, but yeah, he's yeah. Give me John Brown. I, I even yeah. I'm sorry. I can't start Yeldon over John Brown. He's just been too productive. In that Arizona offense, and yeah, 
Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Scott. I, I got John Brown. I think there is a risk there, the, the, the way Floyd has emerged. But yeah, I just don't want to mess with, with Yeldon. I don't want to mess with this Jaguars offense against that Tennessee defense. It's just a bad matchup. Okay, uh, let's go to the um, uh, chat room here. Yeah, that's what it's called. We got the standard Bryant or Benjamin. I think it's Bryant, Bryant easily. Bryant I don't like easily. Benjamin with – Austin Powers starting at, <laughs> at quarterback in Cleveland. So I'm definitely going Martavis Bryant. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm Martavis Bryant. I actually think it's, uh, I actually think that, that Cleveland game is going to be interesting with Cleveland trying to keep pace with Cincinnati. But, uh, and I don't think they'll be able to, but Benjamin could get some garbage time numbers. But uh, still, I like, uh, I like Bryant. I, I can't believe we're asking that question. Before the season, that'd be a joke. Yeah, yeah, no question about it. Uh, how things have changed. Uh, our weekly Lamar Miller question, Rick. Lamar, it, they didn't give us PPR standard. It, it doesn't matter for me. Lamar Miller, Dante Moncrief. Both have tremendous matchups. I'm going Lamar Miller. Oh, wow. Yeah, I, I, I am. I, I love the matchup against that Steeler defense, but somewhere along the line, they got burned so bad last week. I'm not convinced Moncrease, the guy, is going to be tearing them up. And I, I, I got to go Lamar Miller. Wow. I, I, I'm i going Moncrease. <laughs> I, I didn't really have to think very long about this because every once in a while Miami lays a dud and uh, – and Lamar Miller, everyone tomorrow, like recently, his lady got even. Uh, I just I, I have trouble benching wide receiver ones and wide receiver twos against Pittsburgh. I just have trouble doing it. Yeah, I'm with you, Scott. I love Lamar Miller. I love the matchup. But it's just too good for Moncrief, just too good. So we'll put you out on Lamar Miller Island, which wasn't good to me last week, Rick, but hopefully it works out better for you. Well, there's worse islands to be on. Let's go to uh... – a non-PPR question in the chat room. We need three. Get your little pencils oh, out now. All right, I'm ready. We need three out of Doug Martin. He's a yes. D'Angelo Williams is a yes. <laughs> Rawls, Buck Allen, McFadden, C.J. Anderson, wow. Hillman, or Ware. Whoa, McFadden, C.J.A., or Ware. Okay, and I get three of these, right? Yeah. Non-PPR. Okay, I've already answered two-thirds of mine. I've gone Doug Martin, D'Angelo Williams. I don't like Rawls against Minnesota. Um, you know, now it comes down to C.J. Anderson and Hill. i got to go C.J. Anderson slightly over Buck Allen because I just love this Denver matchup against San Diego. Yeah, I hate saying that. I, you know, if Linval Joseph is playing in the middle for the Vikings this week, he's out. Uh, I, Man, I, I would have trouble starting Rawls as well, but I think if the Vikings can be beat in the middle where Rawls can run up the middle. Uh, you look at what Eddie Lacy and uh, um, Kevin Coleman did the last two weeks with, uh, with, our, beat, with our beat up defensive line. Uh, the Vikings have been, you know, a top five run defense all year, but the last two weeks we've actually been beaten up. So I'm going to go Martin Rawls, D'Angelo, with Buck Allen, really Buck Allen and C.J. Anderson, really just really nipping at the heels of Rawls. But I, I will stick with the first three listed. In a PPR, I'd take Anderson over Rawls. I think we're going to be counting on a couple catches to get the numbers we want. So I'm going to agree. Scott and I are just in lockstep today. I think which makes me very happy. Yeah, you should feel good about that, Rick. I think the Duggar not D'Angelo are obvious here. 
it's down to Rawls and Anderson for me. In a standard, I'm going to go with Rawls. Any guy potential, any guy who's going to get 20 carries, which he's almost a lock to get, I'm going to go with Rawls there and, and make that. Uh, well, I guess not unanimous. Put you out on. No, on I got CJ Anderson Island here. Yeah, and you you can have that one. That's a good. How, Nah, that's not a good question. I don't know why I put that one in there. So I need three of these, and this one's a very similar question. That's why I'll do it here. We got LaShawn McCoy, Rawls, Hillman, C.J. Anderson, Forte, and Ware. I need three of those guys. Go for it, Scott. Okay, I'm going to need a relisting here. I got LaShawn McCoy, Ronnie Hillman, C.J. Anderson, Spencer Ware, and I feel like I missed one. You missed two. You missed Rawls and you missed Matt Forte. Holy crap. Yeah, and that, wouldn't, that be, wouldn't that be a nice problem to have? Right. I like to be in that leg. How did that even happen? Well, I'm going to cross out Hillman right away. I, I think the Shark uh, West is going to play, and I think he's a better PPR back than where. So I, I'm going to take that out um, for that open matchup. Uh, oof. McCoy's playing Buffalo, which is just a rough matchup, and I don't expect a lot of scoring there. So, you said pick three? Yep, you get three. Okay, then I'm going C.J. Anderson, Rawls, and Forte. Wow, on these big lists, I'm right I'm right with you there, Scott. In order for me, it's Forte one, Rawls two, Anderson three, probably McCoy four, and I'm not even talking about Hillman and Ware. So, yeah, yeah. for me, it's Forte, Anderson, and Rawl. I will make that one unanimous. Okay, let's go to the chat room here. Standard question, Hillman or Spencer Ware? I think I got to go Hillman here just based on the matchup. All this picking of Anderson makes me nervous for, number one, for Anderson, which means Hillman will get the bulk of the work. I, I agree with, with Scott. I think West is back. I think he gets the fir- first look. I'm going to have to get away from Ware. Yeah, Silent Assassin just asked about uh, West. Last I heard, West is going. So, he, I mean, he put in full practices this week. So, I, I can't go with where when Hillman plays the San Diego Chargers who don't stop players. By the way, how great is it to have a week? All it took was Rashad Matthews to break his ribs for us not to have to pick him in a, in a, in a start pick question this week. Yeah, I wish uh, – I, I hate to say this for the entire uh, Matthews family, but I wish it had happened earlier because I've been burnt too many times by that cat. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I shied away from that guy and got burnt about as equal amount of time staying away from him as you guys did going with him. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Scott. You know, I think West is going, so it's definitely Hillman. So, uh, you know, I think we'll just let that sit with that. All right, three out of four. Let's in. go with this guy here. I want to. That's an interesting question. All right, well, let's do that one then. Quarterback question to Mr. Briggs: Bortles or Breeze? That's a tough one. I mean, I, I think that one bears some real, uh, you know, discussion because, you know, Blake Bortles has really come alive. I mean, you fall in love with a guy this I year. Do. I got a bit of a man crush. Yeah, he's a cutie. But I, I can see where this question is coming from. You know, New Orleans has been flailing around. They're playing Carolina, and, and Bortles is playing Tennessee. I mean, they're both difficult defenses to go against. I think in this situation, especially with Hearns out, I got to go Drew Brees. Wow, that's uh, that's really interesting. After Tennessee just got torched by uh, Derek Carr last week, it makes uh, 
I, but Tennessee does have a good good pass defense. I think I'm going to agree with you. Um, but man, that is tough. It is. Yeah, if this was in Carolina, I think I'd go Bortles. I just I have that feeling. I got that tingle today uh, about the Saints and about Drew Brees being at home. Yeah, my I don't know. Can there be a trap game within division? I don't know. I just feel like I. I got a feeling on New Orleans, and I got a feeling on Drew Brees. So I need three out of these four in a PPR, and more problems I would love to have. Mike Evans, A.J. Green, Brandon LaFell, or Sammy Watkins. So I guess just dump one out of those out, Rick. I'm going to dump LaFell out. I'm going to go Evans, Green, and Sammy Watkins in this situation. I mean, you know, the, the, the Buffalo matchup, you know, against Houston, I don't really care for, but – I don't know. Brandon LaFell, especially if Amendola's going, mm-hmm. he, he could get a touchdown, but I just don't know if he's going to get, you know, the targets that you want as some of the other guys will. That's why I'm throwing him out. Yeah, this one is actually really, really easy for me. Mike Evans, I can't bench this week. I think it's a good, a decent matchup uh, against Atlanta, and he's really the only guy to target. A.J. Green, Tyler Eifert is out, so I think A.J. Green's going to be leaned on more against Cleveland. Um, so I think those two are clearly obvious. And uh, Watkins, I'll take him against Houston. I think New England, uh, I think Steve Chandler could play quite a role today. And I, I think maybe maybe some uh, passes out of the backfield for the running backs. I, I don't know that, and if it, like Briggs said, if Amendola goes, LaFell, LaFell might, not, might not be what people are expecting. I, he drops a lot of passes, too. I, I think he's clearly number four for me. Yeah, and you you guys both uh, brought up the point. When I wrote this question down, I had in my I had myself convinced Amendola was going to be out this week with him going. I, I think Chandler has a nice game. I think LaFell sticks in that third or fourth option type of role. So yeah, I'm with you. I'm dropping LaFell. And Scott here. brings up a good point. You know, they're play, He plays in New England, right. and LaFell's been dropping a lot of passes. Without the injuries. That they've suffered, he may not even be playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah you lose, don't Brady, like that you stuff. lose Brady's <laughs> confidence. You're right. done. They'll just sit you down. They'll pull some drunk guy out of the third row if he can catch the ball. <laughs> they don't care. They have no pride. Exactly. Names, names mean nothing to those cats. And right. I, hey, it's worked for them. So I need two of these three standard league: Blunt, C.J. Anderson, Matt Forte. <laughs> That's so easy. I do not trust the New England running back as far as I can throw him. And Blunt is pretty heavy, so I can't throw him very far. (laughs) (laughs) I agree 100%, Scott. Yeah, I'm with you there. There's always the risk there because there's just Blunt games, and you always miss them. But I'm not going to take the risk if I need a win this week. Fighting for a bye week. Now this guy's just bragging here. So he needs to start two of these three, McCoy, Landry, or Allen Robinson. Okay, he's uh, McCoy, Landry, Allen Robinson. Is this PPR, you say? Uh, yes, I did. I'm going Allen Robinson. I think I'm going Landry. I, I just don't like that Houston matchup all that much with uh, with Buffalo, even though they're playing in Buffalo. I think Scott has a pretty good point. It's going to be low scoring, so I, I'm going with the upside of the other two. Yep, Briggs is 100% correct. Let's, uh, let's hear what you have to say, Frigger. <laughs> I'm with you. I want to put myself out on an island because I haven't done it yet today. I don't trust McCoy's ability, even in a good matchup, to finish a game is where I'm avoiding LaShawn McCoy. So this one, this one's pretty easy for me. Same league at quarterback, Cutler or Tannehill? How's he fighting for a bye week with that matchup? I, I think I'm going Cutler. 
Um, I, I don't know. It, it, it's a tough one. You know, Tannehill's been getting some points, but a lot of these, but they've fallen behind. He's been getting a lot of garbage points. This one could be uh, this could be a close game, and he could be throwing a, a key interception somewhere. I, I don't know. I just think Chicago at home. I, I'm going Cutler just with the upside there. Uh, man, I think I know. Lean Point, Cutler, right? But yeah, I think I'm gonna lean Cutler. Uh, but uh, I, I'm not in love with it. I'm gonna put myself on Ryan Tannehill Island here. Just the matchup's so much better, and I don't feel as good about putting my playoff life in Jay Cut- in Ryan Tannehill's hand. But boy, I, if I can avoid using Jay Cutler when I got to have him. I'm going to do it at any given chance. Let's pick around, and we only got time for one or okay. two more. I was Go I ahead. was reading the chat room at the time. For some reason, I didn't. I thought I didn't think you were saying Ryan Tannehill for that one. I'm going to go Tannehill over Cutler. I'm sorry. I was I was answering the chat room question, and I admit, I must have missed something there. So you put your, yourself on the side of right and goodness. Okay, That's let's good. go to the chat room. Uh, I've been, you know, on another site here. A quarter point PPR, and he needs two. All right. Out of LaFell, Devontae Parker, Cooks, or Cooper? Cooks or Cooper. All right, so well, Cooper's, Cooper's obvious. Yeah, Cooper's obvious. Uh, Scott has gone Cooper and Parker. And, um, you know, he made the point earlier. We talked about Brandon Cooks, you know, going against Norman is not something that Scott wants to deal with. I tend to agree there. We already talked Brandon LaFell. I think I'm going to have to go with Devontae Parker and Amari Cooper. Yeah, Cooper's the obvious one. I'm not messing with Cooks. LaFell has such a potential in that offense. But, yeah, it's got to be Parker. It has to be with Matthews out. Yeah, it's got to be Parker here. So, Cooper and Okay, now one more here. We're running out of time. We have one more in the chat room. Uh, need one for a flex quarter point PPR. Buck Allen, Langford, Drawn, LaFell. Need uh, one. I, I I think it's uh, boy. I tell you what, you know Forte going. I'd love to have Langford. I think I'm going Buck Allen. Who was it? Allen, Langford, LaFell, and who? Drawn. I only get one. Yeah, it's probably got to be Allen. Langford is intriguing. He, he's got my attention there a little bit, but yeah, I, I think I go with Buck Allen just because he's going to see the ball so much more. I think <laughs> Buck Allen. I think it's in the exact order that guy listed: Allen, Langford, Drone, and LaFell, Personally. All right, one more, and we'll uh, get you out of here, Scott. This was an interesting one. I like this one. It's a standard league. We need to flex one: Pierre Garcon, Jeremy Langford, or Travis Benjamin. We'll let you start this one, Scott. Pierre Gerson, Jeremy Langford, Travis Benjamin. Oh, man. I, I love Langford's matchup this week so much. I'm trying to get him at, in everything. Uh, Washington-Dallas games tend to be – I mean, this this one looks like it's going to be pretty low scoring. Ah, give me Langford. I, I, don't, I don't love it, but I, I really want to get Langford in some lineups this week because I think he could be a decent option. Yeah, we've had, I swear, a dozen Langford questions here, and I haven't been able to get him in. So I'm thinking the same way, which is almost why I'm trying to avoid it. Am I just trying to force Langford into a lineup because I feel like it, it could be a smart, it could be a nice play. Garcon, I think I'm throwing him out. It's close between Langford and Benjamin. I guess I said off the top of the show I wasn't messing with Benjamin. 
I, you brought up the point there could be a lot of garbage time there. I'm going to go with Langford here. I'm going to stick with you, Scott. We'll just be in lockstep this week. I'm going to go Langford. I tell you what, I'm going to put myself on Travis Benjamin Island. I, th- I don't I think, hate it. I, I think the it, garbage really. time is very possible. And, um, you know, with Forte going, I, I, I think Benjamin's upside, with, even in garbage points, is well worth the start. All right, Mr. Scott Fish, apparently my partner in crime this week. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at ScottFish24, where I have a new avatar. It's a picture of me from Magic Mike XXL on ice. Uh, so you can take a look at that avatar. I, I'm wearing a Santa hat, so that's good. At ScottFish24, that's and uh, com. Well, Scott, we really appreciate it. Good luck this week. Uh, we're going to ramp it up next week. It's playoff time. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's impressive that we still do the show during the playoffs because most of the people that listen probably didn't make it on this. And I, 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 was thinking, I was thinking the same thing. We've eliminated a lot of people. But I'll be in right. any house so we can talk about my team C- for cons- Considering, we, you know, we're still getting – of course, maybe after this week, we may not be getting <laughs> mailbag questions, but uh, they still keep coming in, so at least a few people are still alive, and our boy Jersey Jr. is still That's kicking. That's right. So. Jr.'s got to go. All right, Scott, thanks yeah. so much. We'll talk to you next week. Take care, buddy. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. And next week, we should probably talk about next year's listening league. We, we need to get that set up. We need to have one. <laughs> yeah, we, we dropped the ball this year. We're definitely going to get on that. All right, later, guys. Have a good one. All right. Take care, yeah. Scott. Thanks. All right. Well, All right, let's get out of here. here. I've got stuff to do, pal. What do you have to do? Oh, yeah, like you don't know. Put some insulation in this thing is what you ought to do. No, you just wanted me to hire somebody else to deliver champagne you know, to you. Dancer and dancer and this is about your reindeer. Just right? what I want. More Christmas music. Well, I listen to that all day, I don't know every day. This, but this is funny because of your reindeer situation. Exactly. So yeah, I'm doing comedy. Waka waka. All right. Well, thanks so much for joining us this week. Good luck. Stick with us. Get yourself in the playoffs. Stick with us. We will run you to a championship. We'll be back Wednesday, Thursday, one of those days. It's been a little helter-skelter, but we will pre-record. We'll have starts and sits, everything you need. Check us out on the Fantasy Sports Network, at Asylum Football on Twitter, until midweek or next week, same time, same channel. We will see you. Take care. Poor Rudolph. Joining in the reindeer. So did he try to sell the reindeer, or did he try to trade it? He tried to sell it to a convenience store owner, <laughs> where there's certain to be like cameras and stuff, right? Exactly, and they use that real brain search. Right. I wonder what the uh, the punishment is for stealing a reindeer. Being that you're such a mogul in that town, it's probably gonna be worse for him, right? Oh yeah, right. Yeah, Sir Wellington Briggs, you don't mess with him. <laughs> Yeah, you're terrible. He thought one of your guards would have took him out. Like, uh, was it chip change or something? Did he have that figure? I don't out? know how he died. I mean, you know. across the moat. Well, yeah. Cars, uh, they fed the dog steaks, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> they put, uh, like they do in the movies and cartoons, they put like a sedative and wrapped it in a steak. Yeah. Like they did on Hangover with the tiger, with Mike Tyson's tiger. That's what I'm picturing. Yeah, exactly. This is a terrible version of Rudolph. It is. Where's Gene Autry? I mean, that's, yeah, that's is, the one. Yeah, that's, this is terrible. I just went to, to the YouTube. They're good. All right, let's get out All of right, here. All right, see ya.